Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2020 Psych Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Kay, and I'm joined today by my dad. I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. My name is Dr. Hernandez. I'm a dual board certified psychiatrist. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I hope you checked out last week's episode where we covered COVID-19 and the vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna. This week is going to be a bit of a follow-up episode to that, as well as just diving into more COVID-related topics as it pertains to what's going on right now in Los Angeles County, but also the U.S. in general. So, Dad, with that, is there anything that you want to follow up on about last week in regards to the vaccines? I sure do. Actually, a little more research revealed that the reason why there are two vaccines that are given is because the Pfizer vaccine, for example, if you get one dose, it'll be effective in about 50-52% of the time. But with the second vaccine, you're, it covers you up to over 90%. So that's what the rationale for getting the two vaccines is. I thought I'd clarify that. One question, a follow-up question I had was if you've gotten COVID before in the past, like let's say you got it during the su- this past summer, is it still in your best interest to get the vaccine or at that at this point, do you need it? Yes, you do. Because if you get, if you become infected at one point and you be, then you don't test positive anymore, that means that you don't, you're not infected. You can actually get reinfected again. So there's, patients in the hospital where we've seen that happen they get they test positive in the summertime and they come back in the winter and they're positive again so you can get reinfected so you definitely still need a vaccine if and if you've tested positive for covid a follow-up question i had is you know in regards to people's speculation about the vaccines if they should get it and also i I would assume there's speculation of like, what, what's the purpose of getting a vaccine when the virus is mutating? Well, there's data being collected exactly on that question, but the Moderna vaccine, uh, for example, uh, they're telling us that they're able to po- possibly provide a booster to deal with the variants, even though they think that the original Moderna vaccine itself can probably cover most of the variants. Though they're all, they are say, they're telling us now that they are capable of coming up with the booster, if you will, to cover like the the new variants that are that are being reported. And are there any more updates on the UK vaccine, for example? That's still in the process of getting approved, though the the results are looking very promising, and that should be out soon. Continuing with the COVID discussion. I wanted to go back to, we've mentioned it before in a past episode about COVID-induced delirium, I believe. Are you seeing more more and more of that as uh, COVID continues? In the hospital, we are seeing patients that develop COVID pneumonias and subsequently become delirious, or that's a confusional state that comes on suddenly, that people get so disorganized, they don't know if it's day or night, they fail to recognize loved ones. Though in the hospital, they're not gonna be seeing their loved ones because they're isolated, clearly so. Uh, but they do, they do develop the typical signs and symptoms of a delirious patient. Uh, again, grossly disorganized, a disruption in the sleep-wake cycle, 
They're, they become psychotic as well. They see things. They become highly paranoid. They, be, they become agitated and combative. So it's really it's sad to see that so many of our COVID-infected uh, patients are, are developing this uh, very common uh, uh, syndrome. I'm not sure if you would have any advice for someone that's relatively young, 20s, 30, early 30s, um, if they get covid what what should they do if they're just at home like do you recommend anything well that's a really delicate question because and it's a delicate situation because if you if you're a young person and you test positive if you're living at home or with friends and uh, relatives that are older than you or even if they're younger than you you're of course you become uh, a spreader uh, or a possible spreader. So you have to do whatever you can to isolate yourself, quarantine, wear a mask, and try to remove yourself from, from others to prevent them from getting infected, especially if those that you're living with are, are older and at, at, at higher risk to become uh, infected. I think it's important to talk about the overall spirits at this point. It's We're at toward the end of January of 2021. We're one month into the year. We're almost a year um, since March 2020, like a full year into quarantine. A lot of people are feeling very, very fatigued, very just burnt out, emotionally drained. What do you think we can look forward to for this year that is different from last in terms of just hoping the COVID situation gets better? Well, we know that you're that that you're anxious, that you're frustrated, that you wish this was over, that you wish you could see an end in sight, um, and in some ways things have, have, are better because you know we just talked about the vaccines uh, uh, just a, a, little, a while ago. So that's something that we know that there's a big push in the U.S. and around the world to get everyone vaccinated. So. There is hope that this will someday be over. Uh, We're hoping to limit the damage because just because we can see sort of like the 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 light at the end of the tunnel, as as they say, we still need to be cautious. This is no time for us to to put our guard down, if you will. We all need to uh, continue to those of us that can quarantine, that can stay in a bubble. Uh, we need to do so. If you have to go about and mix in the public, you have to be careful. You have to wear a mask, maybe a shield, whatever it is that you that you can do uh, to limit your exposure. So we know that every we all clamor for things to be back to where they were before before this nightmare started. Uh, however, we're not quite there yet, and we still need to make sacrifices. You don't want to make the ultimate sacrifice with your life. And you certainly don't want your loved ones to pay that that price either. So uh, it's everyone. There's everyone's getting frustrated for the most part, very anxious, and you know we just have to be able to to try our, our best coping skills to make it through this, so that we can survive this. I know you've been using the Mindful USC app. Can you? talk to us a little bit about that experience so far how has it helped you at all have you noticed a difference it truly has uh we're 
working on the the calming anxiety uh, app right now on that part of the program it's very soothing very comforting it, it helps us uh, be in touch with our feelings and and it gives us some some tools some some coping skills to to try to uh, make it through this to navigate our way through this uh, because we have to try our best to uh, maintain our mental health uh, just as we have to maintain our physical health as well. I think it's cool. We we obviously watch a lot of sports and a lot of basketball and I always think the LeBron James commercial about the Calm app is always so cool. Like his little voiceover where he says like the greats master the body but the greatest master the mind. I, I think we just, you know, we need more of that promotion from great players like LeBron. You're right. He's an inspirational guy all around. So uh, we, we need more people to talk about mental health issues. And I'm glad that he is sort of stepping into the plat- to with this platform and, and reminding people that you need to be able to be mindful. And it's good to see somebody like him uh, uh, talk about such an important topic. Have you heard anything like with the Biden administration so f- in terms of their COVID plan, but then also have they mentioned anything about health care and specifically mental health care? Well, the focus right now is clearly on the v- vaccine. So that's actually really good to have uh, some firm leadership from the federal level, some direction that we can all follow uh and it's just really comments and stuff that things that I think we've been talking about uh, on our platform for since we started this. So I'm glad to see that there's firm direction from from Washington. Um, but again, it's all comments and stuff that should have been started from the get go when all this uh, commenced. So uh, it's good to see that uh, the new administration is looking at things through. Uh, a public health perspective as opposed to a political one. So uh, the hope here is that people will start listening and look up to leadership, to our leadership, at least in this country, and follow follow our leaders. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I, the hope is that this administration is blatantly more competent than the previous one and that they'll help progress us better to get past the situation. I'd love to get your advice for those. I've had this question, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this question of like coping with the reality of this COVID vaccine, or not this COVID vaccine, but COVID 19 won't be over by this year. We're, yeah. Like, how do you cope with that reality? What would you suggest? We'd like to hope that it's going to be over at some point, any point, really. Uh, because not even that's a given. So let's start off with that because it doesn't look as though this virus is ever going to disappear. I know it came on sort of abruptly, but I don't think it's going to go that way. So I don't know what things are going to be looking in the future, but I do think that moving forward, we're going to have to take precautions as we're taking now to a certain extent. And if everyone gets a vaccine, there'll be less people get dying from this. And I think that's the the whole message here is that if you, a vaccine will protect you from dying. And there's been so many deaths, too many deaths already. And the hope with the vaccines is that that'll stop. And that's what we're hoping for. 
but in, in regards to when we're going to be able to resume to how we were before all this started, I don't know when and if that's ever going to happen. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's an important answer that people want to know. And like, you're a healthcare professional. And if, I mean, if you're saying that, I think it's, um, it's just hard for people to hear that. And I, I don't think, obviously, you don't mean it in like, there's no hope because there obviously is. Well, there, there, of course, there's hope, but you have to understand, too, that there's a lot of people that don't even feel that there is a pandemic, that there is a crisis, and they're living life like if there isn't one because they're out and about, not taking care of themselves, endangering themselves and others, and that's the sad part. And I think that's the lack of leadership because there's really a lot of people that feel that this is a hoax, and some people treat it as such, and so they're irresponsible, they're carrying on, and if up, if it were up to them, uh, it would be life as as it as it's always been. So that's sort of sad, and that's sort of uh, disappointing to see that so many people have that attitude. So it's weird. It's a hard time because, like you said, it is lack of leadership. This is something we've talked about time and time again. It starts at the federal level and the state level. Like in our own state, California, Gavin Newsom is just being so wishy-washy with his leadership and it's just really disappointing well again this is a public health crisis and we need our public officials to lead the way and to have a consistent message from day one and the more you stick to your principles the better off we'll all be as painful as it may be economically uh, everyone's suffering to a certain extent uh, financially sacrifices need to be made but these are hard times, hard decisions need to be made. And if you waver in your philosophy, it sends mixed messages. And and that's what's, and that's what's been so difficult during this time, I think, is that we haven't had a consistent, realistic, um, thoughtful uh, guidance throughout this whole crisis. I guess I want to wrap this episode up by just saying you know you gave your answer about what you think um what covid is gonna look like and what we, what we can expect for the year so and i would just suggest for everyone just to take a deep breath this is it's challenging times it's hard times it's there's no denying that everyone is has sacrificed some something to some capacity and we all just have to be kind to ourselves and to others and be considerate. Well, we are going to remain optimistic. These are challenging times, but I think that we're up to the challenge. We have to be up to the challenge. And I think that if we're smart about things, we'll see our way through this together. So we can do this, but it's going to take a lot of effort as we've been putting in a lot of effort to get through this. And we we want we want to be safe we want to be smart and if we do that we'll we'll pull through this together i know we will thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode i hope you guys enjoyed let us know what you guys think in on our instagram page go ahead and follow us if you don't already at 2020 psych podcast on instagram and that's it for this week's episode i hope you guys tune in next week and thank you for listening and i hope you have a great day wherever you are